friends! Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. This is the podcast that is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our business education that is designed for contractors by contractors. This education is helping tilers everywhere to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. So today we've got another great interview. We have a discussion on diversifying your business offerings. Uh, oftentimes, as you're growing your business, you wonder, how could I add some more value to my clients? And, and we're going to talk about that uh, in one way today, talking to Troy Wicks from Ladecree International about their Spartaco Resonance uh, decorative flooring options and Spartaco uh, could provide you with a great upsell offering. You know, hey, as long as you're in there, you're remodeling the showers, you're doing some tile floors, maybe a backsplash. You can also offer your client, hey, we have this other option for you. Let it let you know, check out the garage. A lot of times you're in there tiling, and and then the epoxy guy comes and knocks out the garage before you're even done with the backsplash. So that could be yours. <laughs> But as you're listening to this, I want you to kind of think, you don't, you know, maybe you have a different, something different that you're uh, familiar with or interested in. So it's really the principle of diversification that we're going to be talking about today a lot about. But I know a lot of you have uh, questions about Spartaco. So before I bring Troy on, I just want to take a minute to thank our sponsors. These are the companies that are investing in you, the tile contractor, the listener. So uh, we want to make sure to thank them. The National Tile Contractors Association is the largest association of tile contractors. And you can make friends with some of the, the nation's most professional tile contractors. Some of the largest, most successful tile contractors are inside the NTCA, and they can be your most valuable resource. Uh, join the NTCA today or visit them and see what they have to offer at tile-assn.com. To find out more about them, you can reach out to Jim Olson on social media like Facebook and uh and uh, LinkedIn, he's on. So then uh, Ladecrete is, of course, one of our sponsors, and they're the oldest uh, manufacturers of modern tile installation materials. In fact, they can be credited for the invention of Thinset. Right here in the USA, they're a family-owned business, a private business, uh, and they're continuing to innovate today. They're one of their latest um, grouts is a single component grout that gets better ratings than epoxy. So Spectralock 1, that can be purchased wherever you purchase your products from Ladecrete. It's now found in most of the floor and decors from what I understand. So exciting stuff there. Uh, GoBoard, another sponsor of ours. We're so excited to have GoBoard on, on board with the Tile Money sponsors. And that's a lightweight waterproof tile backer board from Johns Mansville. It's easy to cut. It's easy to install and handle. They have the complete shower assembly line that you can uh, build waterproof, uh, waterproof showers with and save you time and earn you more money. And happytileguy.com is where you can get your professional website built and managed. Happytileguy.com for websites. And all my patrons, I'm so grateful to have you. Uh, even $5 a month is adding up, and it, it helps to keep the lights on here at Tile Money. And uh, I appreciate your support. If you if you like the show, consider becoming a patron. All right, let me bring Troy on. Hey, Troy, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you doing, Luke? Doing well. 
Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, a little bit about your history, and we'd sure. love to get to know you a little bit before we get into the subject. Sure. Well, as it says on, on the screen here, my name is Troy Wicks, and I'm the Director of Coatings for North America. Prior to that, um, I started, basically, I was a contractor for 20, 25 plus years doing decorative concrete. Mm. Um, back when decorative concrete was pretty innovative and, and we would make things out of other things to make decorative concrete. You know, we used to, we used to cheat and use wood dye to dye our floor. So um, not that <laughs> I would ever admit that. But um, so, so came here about eight years ago, it'd be eight years ago in April and um, started off as a technical sales rep in the Western region here in the United States. And that back then it was called the specialty products group SPD. And I worked with the leveler with the levelers back, back then, uh, you know, NXT had, had a different name and um, I sold wall, the, the invis wall systems, didn't know anything about that. Um, it, it, it was very alien to me to go and stick something on a wall that normally I would use gunite and carve. So I, I would make it a different way. Um, but I knew levelers. And so that, that was my, that was my, my claim to fame in the beginning. But as, as later Creek started to see, um, polishing becoming more, more of a process and, and more and more square footage being, being polished and, restaurants and stores and schools and facilities, they, they, they kind of wisely took a look at, at the offerings and thought, well, you know, we need to diversify kind of like we're going to talk about today. Um, Later Creek decided it, it needed to diversify also. And so it, it bought L and M chemical, mm-hmm. which gave them polishing systems and the dyes and cures and industrial grouts. Um, Emery top is, is a, a tipping floor, uh, uh, substrate that we use. Um, and then along with that, then they, they, they bought Spartacoat and, you know, Spartacoat was on that more decorative side. And of course I was like, mm, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've done a fair bit of this. And so as, as we brought those, those on, I moved into different positions to the position I'm in now, which is basically, you know, the director over, over the coatings line. Okay. And I know you're a busy, a busy man, right? You were, uh, where you're in California, right? Uh, well, the garage that I'm sitting in on the green screen is in California, but I'm actually, I, I live up in Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't live in Portland. I live outside of Portland. Right. We'll just leave it at that. Um, so yeah, I, I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, I travel pretty much every week. Um, I'm not traveling next week, which is kind of nice, but, uh, but um, this time yesterday I was on a project in Florida and I came home last night and, and uh, I'm, I'm home now, but um, I'm on, projects pretty much or trainings every, every week, every week. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We just, uh, we were in the same state last week or oh, okay. just, a, or a couple of days ago, right? Just, just a couple of days ago, the day before yeah. yesterday. Jason, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to be talking about Spartacoat today and diversifying your business. Uh, Troy, when we talk about diversification, you know, what, what are the benefits for, from a contractor's point of view, since you had a lot of years as a contractor, what can what kind of benefits can you think of? Well, I think for when we come to a, a tile or flooring contractor, the the benefits that they already have is they're already a contractor. They're they're the 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 business envelope is already built. Mm. You know, you have an estimating staff generally. You know, you have salespeople generally. So so there's a lot of stumbling blocks that we don't have to. Um, have them build a business. You know, some of these guys will go to a weekend seminar and start a business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
quarterly taxes, insurance, all those things that go into starting a business sometimes overwhelm the actual fact that now you've got to earn money. I mean, there's a, it's it's easy to figure out how to spend it. Yeah. But um, what we really like is when we're coming to a contractor that's already in in this construction mode, we're showing them another building block that they can add using pretty much all of the resources they already have. So let's, let's, let's take a, you know, what we, we call them our MVP tile contractors. We, we, we talk with them a lot and, and, and train them on the coatings a lot, but let's just take any tile contractor um, of a decent size. Let's say you've got a couple, two or three crews. You do have an office staff and your office staff, maybe somebody who answers the phone, an estimator and somebody, you know, maybe somebody that does some sales. Let's just say you have those three people. You, you now can take those, the, that same team that's out in the field and, add a skill set that they may be able to utilize. And, and you even said it in your monologue, you, it may be a skill that you can utilize on a project you're already on today. Right. So while you're already on site, you go set tile and then go do the first, you know, start setting tile and, and then go do the first coat in the garage. And while that's drying, you go back and set some more tile right? and then go back and do, you know, so, so, you know, there are some things that, that you can really do back and forth and a lot of our products and a lot of the way we train you is to limited, limited times on the floor, limited time at the project, limited drive time. So, you know, our, we have a diverse product line, which we'll, we'll get into. Um, but so really when, when we're, when we're bringing that to a contractor, we're, we're saying, Hey, these are the tools you already have in the toolbox. Let us show you how to get more out of them. Mm-hmm. And, and quite honestly, the, the contractors that we're training, their guys are pretty happy to be off their knees. Not that there's no time on your knees, but they're pretty excited about not having to crawl around on the floor a lot. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. So they have, uh, they have some nifty tools that I was eyeing over the years. I, you know, as a tile contractor, like you're saying, like I said, in, in the monologue over the years, I would see the, the epoxy guys come in and, you know, I, and I, I, I would see some, some similarities, between some tools like grinders and, and floor prep and, and things like that. Um, but I would see some new tools that would kind of give me some ideas of how they were doing stuff. What are, what are some other, you know, closely associated either um, tools or skills that tile contractors have that they're going to bring over naturally? Well, so this is, what's really nice is, is most of the time, especially with, with, a, with sheet goods, you know, moisture is a problem. Mm. And if I have a tile contractor that already is doing moisture mitigation, guess what? You're already in the coatings business. Mm. And so you already, you, you've already come past the first stumbling block. You're already doing it right now. I'm just going to take it one step further. And so instead of you burying that moisture mitigation, I'm going to show you how to make it look nice and finish it. So lots of times guys already own grinders or some, some type of floor prep tool. Mm-hmm. Like you said, most guys own hand grinders. So you're going to catch edges with that. Yeah. The tools that you're using for spreading a moisture, uh, a moisture vapor barrier uh, or a, a moisture mitigation system are primarily identical to the tools that you're going to use doing your coatings. Sure. Now, when you start getting into the the, the uh, polyspartics and some of the thinner mill materials, you'll step up to something else that might cost you a whole $10 to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't feel bad about throwing it away. Um, but really, the, the the barrier to entry, if if you're already in the business of having a contracting business, is already gone. 
And so guys that are doing moisture mitigation, really, it is, it is just about training them how to do maybe a little more on the floor prep. A little, you know, because you're not going to bury it. You know, you're going to see some of those those undulations and holes and stuff. But quite honestly, if you already have a, a crew that's doing moisture mitigation, give them to me for a day, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll we'll change that they can do even more. Nice, nice. So, what does that look like in real time? I mean, you're you're literally saying, give them to me for a day. Are, are you flying out to to do these trainings? Or let's say there's a tile contractor. Uh, he's got a small crew. And he wants to add this, you know, break us, break us down through the steps of what partnering with Latacrete uh, looks like in real time. So if, if we've already gotten past the, the, the first barrier, which is selling the contractor on the philosophy of adding the business. So now they've said, Hey, let's get together. We want to, we want to learn this, you know, uh, three years ago, we'd come to your shop and we'd throw down some three by five boards and we would roll it out and everything would be perfect. Um, but like you and I were talking about prior, that's not real. Mm-hmm. That's not a realistic expectation for them to be able to go out and do a floor. Mm-hmm. So what it, what it would look like now is we'd say, hey, find a garage, find a space that we can actually really do. Something that has walls, that has poor access, that, that has dust and grime and all those things that you're going to face on your first job or your next job or land your first job. That's fine with us too. Yeah. And if, if – if it works out that our local rep can't be there, then certainly I will be on site. Um, sometimes we'll actually use those projects for a couple purposes. We'll train, we'll train a contractor, but we'll also bring in somebody from our team that's new or somebody from our team that's looking to learn more about it. And we'll bring one of our team members in too, to do that. Mm -hmm. So you've landed this project. You call us and say, I got this 500 square foot garage. Um, You know, we're going to do this chip system. What do we need to do? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to email you a list of all the things that need to be on site. Now, I'm a visual guy. So when you get that list from me, it doesn't have just a description. I've gone on and stolen those images from the suppliers and put it on there. You not only have a picture of what better be there, but how many and what. Mm -hmm. And so literally, you just go pick up all that stuff and we meet on site and help you work through the system. Now, most of our products aren't, aren't requiring a heavy grind or heavy shot blast. Um, you know, a, a light grinder will get you done. You know, uh, one of the questions I think was on Facebook was talk about surface preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a big, big key to success and failure. Um, it can also be a really big key to failure from over prepping. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some people think, you know, um, I'm going to grind this really, really hard. I was going to get a really big bite. Well, if you're doing uh, a polyaspartic system, which is a very thin mill system, and you go out and tear that floor up, it's when you put the system down, you're going to see all, everything that you tore up showing through. You're not going to lose it because it's so thick that it's you basically have buried it. So we work really hard to make sure that you don't over prep. We don't want you to do more work than you need to do. You certainly don't need to throw away concrete dust just for the pure entertainment of doing it. So um, we'll talk through that process, making sure that you've got the right tooling. And then basically walk you through getting it all ground prepped. We're going to, we're going to talk to you about taping off. You know, how do we tape this job off? I mean, yeah, you can do one row of blue tape around it, but, um, Truth be told, if you're rolling an 18 inch roller into the wall and you only have one, one and a half inch high roller, you're going to leave goop above sure. that, yeah. do two lines. So we, we really try and talk you through the practical side of it. 
I don't want to be on the ground. Bring a table. The reason we tell you to bring a table is because it's easy to mix on a table. It's easier to see when you're parting stuff out on a table. You know, we're going to talk to you about which blower to bring, how you're going to clean up, the philosophy of how to break up your mixes. What do we do with control joints? Do we fill them? Do we leave them? You know, so we'll talk you through every single piece of that so that you not only understand how to do it, but how we arrived at that at, at that decision. You know, reading a data sheet that tells you to do this and then do this and then do this doesn't actually give you the flexibility in the middle of the night to make a decision of why am I doing this? Is it super necessary or what's the outcome if I don't? And so those are the things that we try and do on a real job, a real practical job um, that you don't usually get when you're just doing a training, either at our facility or just, you know, in the back of your warehouse. Yeah, that's incredible. We're getting a lot of positive comments from the audience here on, on, on that. That is what the value of a partnership is, friends, listening to this, uh, whether, whether it be floor coating, Spartaco, or, you know, a different aspect of tile contracting, waterproofing, steam rooms, whenever you come up with an obstacle, make sure you're uh, calling your reps, because this, this is what we mean when we say call your rep, call your rep, call the manufacturer. You have somebody like Troy who's taken the time to not only give you instructions, give you some photos, give you step-by-step and and you'll be lucky if you can uh, find, you know, uh, you know, you'll be able to find a Troy no matter what part of the business it it is. Right. Well, uh, you know, the other thing is you're you're talking about that, you know, we, we go to market differently from the standpoint of, you know, those, those 11 to 13 guys, some of the guys cover more, more areas than, than just Spartaco. So I'm going to say 13, 11 that are specifically doing Spartaco. I ask them, don't have more customers than you know. Mm. If 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 you're so busy going doing demos and and training that you're not selling anything because you're so busy doing demos and training, please stop doing demos and training. Mm-hmm. I want you to take a handful of people that you know, you know the owner, you know the team, and you make them successful. And once they're operating on their own. Then you pick up another guy and do that. And really that's, that's how you become successful at this. There's a trial and error, no matter what, you know, there's, there's no easy way, but what we try and do is we try and bring 20, 30 years of experience onto your job site and teach you all the mistakes that we've already made. Yeah. I love that. You know, Troy, it's, it's so true. When we talk about scaling a business, a lot of times we're tempted just to add bodies, add, add jobs, add this, add that. But, you know, the, the principle that Troy, Troy mentioned when he's, you know, uh, coaching his, you know, his reps out in the field is make sure that before you're adding, before you're scaling, you can't really scale uh, sustainably, right, without making sure that the customers, the clients that you have, and this is true in life and, and business, are, are taken care of, right? And everything's going good because, and then you can move on and scale because you know, they're good and they're going to, they're going to be, you know, uh, an advocate for you and your business. And I, I love that. That's a great philosophy. Yeah. It's, it's been very, it's, it's been hugely successful for us. I mean, we, you know, you would think 2020 was a, was a bad, I mean, 2020 was a bad year for a lot of people It, it uh, in our, our codings grew in 2020. And I, I, I attribute that to a strong sales team, a dedicated sales team that um, supported our customers. And, and when they, when times were tough, we were able to keep them, keep them working. How large, how large of a market is this? 
So the coatings industry in North America is about $2 billion. And, and can you we just we just want a small part of it. Do you? Ha- yeah. Yeah. Can you give us a, <laughs> a, a split between res- residential commercial or um, I, you know, I probably I don't I don't have that, but I'm going to guess I'm going to guess it's going to be like 70, 30, 70 sure. percent commercial, 30 percent residential. Um, but but I will I will talk to this because a lot of times, you know, the when when you and I are discussing right now, the people that may be listening to this, um, whether you're a commercial or a residential contractor currently. I'm going to try and get you to start out doing the the most basic system, that crawl piece of it, which is go do a residential garage floor. You know, there's no liquidatable damages. There's no open date. There's a lots of, there's, there's, there's a lot of functions that are not going to attack you in that venue. And so we're going to try and get you, even if your, your business is, like I said, a $10 million tile business, I want you to do a three to $5,000 garage. That's where I want you guys to start. Mm. Cause I want, I want you to check and go, well, that was easy. Um, because I, I have those guys that want to run too fast and they're bidding, they're bidding a, a urethane cement job at Coca-Cola <laughs> and literally not only is it not going to go well, but you're probably going to get sued. So, so we're really, you know, we're going to focus you back into let's have success and build success upon success. And, and then we'll help you. We'll, we'll help you estimate those bigger jobs because every time you grow in scale, like you're talking about, the parameters change and then they change again. And then they change again because your competitors, as you move up that ladder, come at the market very differently. And so we like to walk you through those steps, you know, cause a guy, you know, you can be really great at estimating 10,000 square feet and below and go bid a 30,000 square foot job and totally be flabbergasted at how low it went mm. or, you know, so yeah. So, so we try and really walk you through that piece too. Estimating work is always a, a hot topic in the tile money Facebook group uh, for, you know, for several reasons. But, um, I, I like the fact that you, you're actually saying, hey, we're going to help you put the numbers together and, and show you kind of what makes sense for most businesses to do a, a, a garage, you know, a starting point, right? And, right. And, right. and then up, up and larger. As, as your business grows, we've got your back. That's, that's very valuable. Well, I think that people um, in the, initially, you know, like I said, we try and have the, the business conversation before we do the physical training. And part of that business conversation is, yes, I'm asking for, let's just say we're going to do a two-car garage. Yes, I'm asking for five guys to be on the job site. No, you won't always send five guys to the job site. But the reason I'm doing this is, is you, want, you want everybody to only play one instrument. You don't need the drummer running over to try and play the saxophone every now and then because he doesn't know when to play the saxophone. And so, you know, we're trying to get everybody to just play their their key position. And once a team does a couple of garages, now all of a sudden you realize that the guy that's doing this task can also do this task. Mm -hmm. So that guy, so you just lose a guy. And so, so initially you may not make great money at what you're doing. You're still going to make money even if you send five guys, Mm -hmm. but you're going to make better money when you only have three guys there. And those three guys are going to be even better adapted and quicker getting the project done. So, so that's, you know, that's part of it too is, is yeah, we, we realize that, you know, sometimes we're going to, the advice we're going to give you, you're going to say, well, I, I would never send five guys to a residential, anything. I understand that, but, you're going to start and finish today. 
this afternoon at four o'clock or five o'clock, you can walk this floor with Mr. or Mrs. Jones and get a check and leave. Wow. Done. So depending on the product you use, of course. Sure, sure. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's attractive. Uh, now, would you say five is the minimum amount of crew that you want to, you know, if somebody had a three man crew, uh, business size, could they get into, you know, selling garages? Oh, sure. Sure. So I think that what you're going to find is, um, we will make the products basically some, our, our, our very first question is how much time do we have? How, how long can we have this area? So if time is of no essence, it doesn't matter. We don't care how long you have it. You can have it for three days a week. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Then you could go with a, with an epoxy system, which is a slower cure system. And you could probably do it with one guy, mm-hmm. you know, so because you have lots of time to do the different processes mm-hmm. as you move through that. Um, is it cost effective to have one guy do an epoxy floor? I don't think so. I think that, that, you know, you probably want to, you want to get more production per week. Um, so because the slower on the backside of that, the slower curing epoxies mean that you can't do the next step until eight to 10 hours after that one. So you've, yeah, you have one guy there, but you've now drove him to the job site at least two, maybe three times, at least three times, honestly. And so, um, going back to, can you do it with a three-man crew? Well, sure. If, if time is an issue, now now say, well, we, we really want to have it done a day or two, you know? Yeah. Well, then we're going to tell you we'll use a polyaspartic system. Depending on temperature, you're going to be dry anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half, three hours, depending on if you're using moisture mitigation. But let's just say each, each piece dries within three hours. You know, you've got a nine-hour day if you do a three-coat system plus your prep. So you have prep on one day and then nine hours the next day you're in and out. And so, um, yeah, a three man crew can certainly do that. Now, would I send a three man crew to do a rooster's brewery in Utah? No, no. (laughs) So, so really it size a project and, and, um, the product, you're using will denote how many humans need to go. But there is a fine, not a fine line. It's a pretty stark example. When you start whittling people off to save payroll, and now all of a sudden you're actually increasing the amount of time or the drive time back and forth of that job, the people that you just took off of that job no longer, the, the fact is that you're actually costing yourself more money. You feel better because you actually you think you have less man hours per day there, but you actually overall will end up with as many or more man hours, especially when you start paying one way windshield time. Mm, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll, we can, we can work through that. Like I said, you know, the, the, we, we have products that will dry in 10 hours. We have products that dry in an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. it really just depends on who you have, how much time you have and the system you're going to build. Yeah. Jason uh, was asking if a two-man crew. You, you could do it, Jason, with a two-man crew. Uh, Troy was just explaining. They have various products, uh, you know, and depending on what, what you're trying to achieve, really. Um, yeah. So what your client needs um, done and, and what amount of time and really getting with, your, again, back to getting with the rep, getting with Troy or, or your local rep to see what product is, is the best for, for that client and that project. But, um, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say, you know, certainly there are smaller companies out there that we work with a lot and, and a, a two man crew. Um I, I worked with a with a company well when we were in Florida. He basically has a, a two man crew, but they're so they're so good at what they do and they have it so dialed in that they can do that. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I I was just telling you I cut a video for for a team overseas, and one of the things that we showed them is you know, basically when we brought the product on site, it was 85 degrees. The product itself was 85 degrees. Well, mm-hmm. 90 is, is the upper range of using the product. And so what, what are you going to do? We threw it in garbage cans with ice on top of it overnight. Eight hours later, that product was 50 degrees. Huh. So, so, you know, there's some tricks to the trade that, that you can, that you can encompass to help this if you don't have a lot of manpower, but, um, if you know what's coming next, like we'll, we'll take all of our mixes uh, and instead of having a, a bunch of mixes where you're pouring and pouring, we'll actually have all the mixes pre-made. And mm. so really you just walk over and dump them in, mix and go. Mm. And so, you know, I was doing, I was actually laying out the material and doing all the mixing because we had laid it out beforehand. We knew what we we're going to need. We knew how we were going to do it. And yeah, you know, uh, yes. All, all that to say, if you give me a lot of people in the beginning, and then you can start whittling it down as they learn the craft. So nice. If you only nice. have two men, I will show you how to learn the craft much faster. You'd, but you better move because I, I always tell everybody when we start these projects, I, I, I kind of laugh because when I forget to do this, I feel really bad about halfway through the job. Um, I usually start off with, I'm sorry. Would you mind? Could you please excuse me? Can I have that? And it turns into get that done. Hand me that. What are you doing? Hurry up. So I, yeah. I try and I try and kind of gauge that, you know, with, Hey, you know, I'm not really mad at you, but uh, we just got to move because as soon as we're done, we got a break, but we can't slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a, here's a comment from someone saying that the two man crew was able to, to handle a job of 60,000 square feet of chip with Cove. That's a big one. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm, I'm not saying you can't, I'm just saying yeah. that with, you have to use the right products yeah, you gotta be so right. that you have the time to do that. You know, I mean, heck, that being said, maybe one guy could do that, but he's going to be really tired. Yeah. Let's, I, I think it's a good time here to tease a few photos. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to reduce us, try to maximize these photos. Sure. So tell us a little bit about this job right here. So this is uh, this is called the Shanks Shack. It's Evan Shanks down in down in Texas, and this was the first glow in the door, glow in the dark floor that we did as as a kind of a um, influencer outreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, "Hey, you know, we'd love to do a shop floor, and we want to do something really unique." And I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of hits this floor has gotten, but um, what's what's fun about this floor is all of it glows, even the dark and the light. And the nice thing about these mixes is that during the day, they look really good. So you don't have so, – sometimes when you have something that's really decorative in the evening or with glow, it doesn't have much spice during the day. Um, with this one, you know, we – we did did the glow in the dark. We did boxes where the cars are. We did a wandering line over where the shop and the toolboxes and stuff were. So you know this is an incorporation of a couple of different processes. You can see the black line that, that was laid in. And what's nice about this system is once this is all done and all the decorative work is done, 
there's a single clear top coat over it that protects everything below. Mm -hmm. So in the next five to seven years, if they're like, Hey, you know, we've kind of lost the gloss or it's not that shiny anymore. You can just redo the top coat and not have to ever redo the floor. Cool. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, After this job, you said it was the first one. This wasn't, I mean, this was what this year or last year? I want to say this was last November, kind of around Thanksgiving or so. Have there been more of these since this one? Yeah, there's um, Street Speed, seven. One, yeah, there's probably one, two. A, a few more. I can think on. of like four that we've done. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah. influencer it was able to spread the word. <laughs> it's, cre- it's, it's, it's interestingly created a, a, a decent buzz. And I think that, you know, anybody that's in the social media realizes that it's, it's not how big of a splash, it's how long you keep the ripples going. Mm. And so, you know, we continue to do the influencer jobs. Um, and, and we're always trying to do something unique, you know, something that what's fun about doing an influencer job is you're not really tied to a design. They're kind of going to let you do whatever's cool. Mm. And so it's fun for us because we're going to do something that somebody may not pay for, not because it's ugly, but because it's too expensive to do because of the manpower and the abilities that it takes. Mm. That makes sense. So this job's Texas. more uh, traditional t- style, yeah. would you say? The, the Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of, it's both. So what's cool about this particular project is the gray, the, the gray areas on each side of the metallic, that's where they bring the race cars in. Mm. And um, we were actually at, on this floor a couple of races after it was installed. And uh, a, a couple of interesting things. You would think that a race car coming off of the, the racetrack literally the tires are so hot there's smoke coming off of them (laughs) they drive into these bays now they do lift them up um, Mm -hmm. because they're working on them and balancing them and doing different things so they're not sitting on them you know the whole time um they do they are left sitting on them overnight but during the races they're going in and out or during they're not there during the races but when they're doing their track tune in Mm -hmm. um but there are no marks on that floor from those cars at all wow what they didn't tell us though is that they were going to epoxy pucks to the top of it because they, the way they balance these cars, they use these little steel dowels. And so we were, when we were there, we saw all these things uh, glued to the surface. Basically they would heat them with a torch and knock them off with a sledgehammer. Um, So there was a little bit of repair to do. It was amazing how many of them didn't damage the floor, but it depends on which, which epoxy they used, whether or not we had damage from it. But the blue area that goes that, that basically transects this that's where all their toolboxes sit and mm-hmm. so all the walkways and stuff are full of these toolboxes with all their just all their gear and stuff on it but that's all a metallic coat and then um all the yellow lines and the black lines none of that's taped there's no tape here all of that is polyaspartic so once again once that all the decorative work was done basically a clear coat was put over the top of it. And so their maintenance is just the clear coat. They're never going to do the color again. They're never going to do like the, the decal that's in there. That is a, that is a decal. The Texas motor speedway is a decal that's embedded in the system, but everything just has a clear top coat over it for maintenance. Man, that is so convenient. That's smart. Yeah. Yep. We've got a a restaurant here. Um, you want to tell us anything about this or yeah, this one, this one's down in California. Um, man, I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, uh, we did that probably, 
I'd say about a about a year or so ago. And I, when I say we did it, I mean you know it's it's a process that we're involved with. You know, Latacrete isn't a contractor. We don't go do the installation, though. I do have calluses. Um, but this was <laughs> this was a dye and seal. So this was kind of a you know there was some dye in here. There was some solid colors that were used from the Spartacoat. So this is a blend of L and M and Spartacoat. So that L and M being that polishing side. So some of the colors that came out of the polishing side, but all of it has a Spartacoat top coat over it okay yeah it's a cool it's a cool project to look at live for sure and i'll just show a couple more photos that is this ron's garage out there in utah or? <laughs> yeah there it is <laughs> <laughs> is this so is this the glow in the dark floor during the yeah now that's yeah. a glow in the dark floor during the day right yeah. there yep yep so i just wanted to share these give the audience um you know sure. some teaser let them know kind of you know different things that are uh are possible with 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 these uh, products. Well, and I think that, you know, keeping to keeping on coming back to the thought that, you know, especially looking at a lot of these parking garages and stuff, you know, redoing the striping. I'll, I'll tell a funny story about that. So we brought a contractor on over in Oahu four years ago and they love the product. Absolutely love the product. And so they're a painting contractor that got into doing this and they did the Nissan dealership. And then they did the infinity dealership using all the Spartacoat in their, in their bays. And they thought, man, this dries so fast. This is perfect for parking lots. Mm -hmm. And so they started using the polyspartic because it will go outside without yellowing, unlike an epoxy. So they started doing all the striping about two years later, they called me and said, man, we made a big mistake. And I go, really? What happened? They go, well, we used to redo the lines every other year. The lines look great. We just took ourselves out of the renewal business. Ah. And so <laughs> they're going to go back to their cheap paint so that they can do it every year. But, um, I, you know, I had to laugh. Okay, so it did exactly what it was supposed to do, but obviously that didn't meet with their business plan. <laughs> they worked themselves out of a job. <laughs> they did. They did. That's interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, if, if anybody in the audience has a question, now's a great time to uh, to post them up. We did have a couple questions from Rob Olson, who's in Minneapolis. Uh, he wanted to know if, if there was an easy way to determine whether or not you needed a vapor primer. Oh, sure, sure. Um, I will, here, here's the easy way, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, and, but but here's so so let me back that up. So the one, the, not the one thing. There's many things, but one of the one of the things in the in the in the uh, Spartacoat line that leads the world. I mean, not just North America, but completely leads the world is our moisture vapor barrier MVB or our uh, vapor band ER. So those two products are the only products that I know of. And, and if somebody knows of one, please let me know. Cause I don't want to be speaking out of turn, mm -hmm. but those are the only two products that you can use as a moisture mitigation at 16 mils for 25 pounds of vapor drive, um, that you can color as your base color. If you want to do a light gray, you can actually color your, your moisture vapor barrier, light gray, and then top coat it, or you can broadcast chip into it or you can broadcast quartz into it. So that product is so versatile that most of our teams, that if there's even a question, they just use it as the first layer in their system because it is part of the system. So it's not like they're adding moisture mitigation. They're just taking and using moisture mitigation instead of that primer or that base layer. Okay. So um, 
I can't say that there's an easy way or a hard way. You know, you've got guys that will say RH is the only way you've got other guys that'll say, you know, I always do the calcium test. Um, but I, I, I use this from my own experience. If I had to be on a job and I was behind and I, I couldn't start the job, I would do my calcium chloride test in the way back corner in the bathroom next to the toilet. Uh, sorry, it's not dry enough for me to start yet. If I needed to get on a job and I didn't really, I just got to get on the job, I would do my calcium chloride test in the doorway with the bay door open with the sun hitting it. Sure. So all that to say, it's moisture testing generally is a snapshot of time. And so, you know, for the extra expense of a moisture vapor barrier and that it's the fact that it's not an addition to the system, you're just basically swapping out one for the other. Most guys will just go with it unless you have, unless you never have a concern about moisture, you know, you're on second floor or, or whatever. Uh, most guys just use that. And that's really why we've worked so hard at making those two products work as, as the build, you know, that they're not an addition to. And, and the difference between those really quick, the MVB, eight to 10 hour dry window, the vapor band ER, basically a three hour dry window. So that gives you the ability to still do a garage in a day if you want to. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Got yeah. it. We've got a handful of questions here. Availability in the UK? Yes, yes. And then uh, I think this is a question about training schedule, which is typically, as we spoke about earlier, done on site, right? Like, we- Yeah. We, you know, we used to post a schedule. Hey, you know, we're going to do it at this plant. We're going to do it at this plant. And we're going to do it at this plant. But what we really realized that we, us and you, would go through the expense of coming to the plant seeing us do something in the sterile environment that always worked. It always worked great. I mean, it's sterile environment. It's supposed to work well. And, and then you got your first job and guess what? We were on that job with you anyway. Mm-hmm. So we, we just prefer that reach out to me and, and I can hook you up with a local rep. Mm-hmm. We prefer to help you get to the point where you can either find a project or we'll help you find a project that we can go train you on. Because honestly, you need to know how in the world do I fix the back corner when I can't get there from here. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really, so when it comes to training, we don't post a, here's where we're at um, because we want to be where you're at, not where yeah. we're at. The real world scenario. I think that's yep. smart. And then yep. before we move too far from the MVB, Ron Nash chimed in and said it works. MVB works well under self-leveling. So that's good to keep in mind. Ron, we're not selling, not selling self-leveling today. Stop it. <laughs> How soon? No, what, is, what is nice is that one of the other things that's a really key factor in working with Latacrete, um, a lot of our tile products work together with our polyaspartics or our epoxy products. So um, you may find me telling you as a tile contractor, you know, hey, I'm going to go over tile floor. How do I do that? Do you have 254? Do you know how to skim a floor? Yes. Um, you know, I've got to go over wood. Can I go over wood? Well, we have a way of going over wood. Have you ever rolled out hydroband? So there are things that we've brought in from both both product lines that give us the ability to do things that nobody, no competitor, either in coatings or in tile, can even compete with. Man, that's really cool. And it makes sense. Um, how long do you need to wait for new concrete, fresh concrete? So you can put down the moisture vapor barrier we were just talking to on five-year-old concrete or five-year, five-day-old concrete. And really what we're looking for, we're not, we don't care about the moisture. 
Um, I'll, I'll tell a little bit of something about that in a second. What we're waiting for is the concrete to build up the strength to hold it. So, mm-hmm. so that's really what we're waiting on. Um, you know, some, sometimes, and I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to talk about fish eyes or, or, you know, that type of thing. Um, we actually will tell you to mist the concrete before you go down with some of our moisture vapor barriers, just to make sure that you get good bond and a good suck into it. So no, we're not really worried about fresh concrete. If, if it would come up to speed faster, we would tell you, you could go sooner. Yeah. Uh, Jason wants to know if this can be a- applied to counters, tables, or vertical surfaces. I'm going to say yes to all of that uh, because we have a product that will go to all of them. Um, the The concern always is when, when people, I did countertops a lot when I had my own company and we've done a few since we've been here. It's always hot pans. You know, what are you going to do with the rings? And so, you know, just like a lot of stones or, or laminate tops, you know, you have to be cautious of that. So the, the systems, any, any coating, I don't care who you bought it from. I don't care what it's made out of any coating you put on a countertop. You should not put a hot pan on. Mm-hmm. Will they function there? They'll look great, function very well. Lots of people will use our, especially the metallics. I mean, that's a really hot thing to do on countertops right now and, and do, do that uh, with a polyspartic top coat on it. You know, people say, well, can I cut on this? You shouldn't cut on anything but a cutting board. That's why God made cutting boards. Right. So don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> even if you put steel down, don't cut on it. You'll see the knife yeah. marks. Um, so yeah. And then vertical on walls, you know, that's, that's one of the things that our, our product will go vertical. Um, that's one of our, one of our keys to success with our new Lux line, uh, additive. I don't know if you've heard about that, but, um, you know, we're starting to do a lot more in grow rooms. And so we actually came out with a product about two months ago, we released it that is a reflective. And so what's so amazing about that is that it increases the, the, the par rating of the lights that you're already paying money for. It's sending that back up to the plants. And so our, our, because our products will go on the wall, we can actually triple the amount of light that bounces around in a room by doing that vertical surface. So yes, we can go on walls and, and I thought, I thought I saw something on grow rooms. Yeah, we did have a question on grow rooms. So it was the perfect timing to touch on that. Um, you know, I, I buy a lot of, you know, when you go to the store nowadays, you can see a lot of like even, um, tomatoes and, and vegetables growing in these rooms. And, um, of course, the marijuana industry as well, right? So, yeah. It, well, really, any floor that you have concrete on that you're supplying light to, or even natural light, uh, we did we did a floor up in Washington two weeks ago that was a natural light facility, and so they just want all they can possibly get. So, um, using the, the the Lux additive is is really what we're going to tell you to go into a floor with, mm-hmm. and so it's a it's it's a couple prong attack. What's amazing about it is you're getting the light return, and so you're actually going to see the the growers turning their lights down because the floor is not absorbing so much light. So we've had facilities that that have turned down their lights 10 uh, up to 15% is what they've told us up to this point that they've continued to turn their lights down cuz it's too hot in the room. But there's another real key to this is we have a product called Clinical Plus. So you actually have an antimicrobial that's embedded in that top coat. So now you've got a floor that's giving you the light back, but you also have a floor that's an antimicrobial. So the bacteria is not, not wanting to grow on that. And plus the chemistry that you're using in these grow rooms for anti, you know, the, the fertilizers, lots of liquid fertilizers, you know, the, the fungicides, herbicides, all that stuff, all that chemistry attacks concrete. Mm. So when you put a coating like that down, it's easy to clean and you're not going to have your concrete getting more and more and more porous as time goes by. 
Nice. And, and so we were just, it's funny, we we're talking about this today. So, so, you know, people think, well, I mean, it's gotta be really expensive. The ad, if you're going to do a coating already, the ad to, to do the, the light reflective, mm-hmm. it's, it's 20, 30, 40 cents, depending on the size of the project you're going to, you're going to do. So <laughs> yeah, it's a no brainer. Yeah, it's cheap. It's cheap. The, 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 the ROI is it's it's silly. It's silly not to do it. Honestly, it's silly not to do it. Yeah, I bet I bet it's pretty much standard in in premium grow rooms now because uh, you know ten to fifteen percent is a lot. That's a lot of uh, savings. You know, yeah. on, on the lighting, right? It's and you know it depends on you know what. There's so many things that that depend on that envelope, sure. that building sure. envelope. But but anything that that reduces. I mean, electricity is their biggest cost. And anything that you can do to turn that down is, is just money every minute going back to them. Yeah. Well, we've got several people interested in learning more. We've got Tony Lambert, uh, Carson. Um, what, what's the best way for these folks to reach out to you or find their local rep? Um, so the, the best way to find a local rep, you can just uh, email Latic or you know, go to latticreek.com. Um, you can, uh, catch me on, on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, you can call me, <laughs> um, that, so, so probably the best way would be to just reach out to me and I'll hook you up with your local rep. And, you know, maybe the nice thing about it is I can have a chat with you about what you're looking to do. Um, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely research and, and talk to your reps guys and talk to Troy or whoever, you know, he puts you in touch with locally to make sure you get the, the right game plan if this is something you're interested in. Um, did we miss anything, Troy? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. I'm just going to look over my notes here. I think, I think really, you know, just coming back down to, you know, if you're, if you're interested in doing this, the first step is really to have a business conversation. Let, let us talk to you about what it looks like on the business side. You know, what those steps look like, what is going to be your journey from, Hey, I'm thinking about getting into coatings to being successful in coatings. And let's have that talk first on the phone or zoom or Instagram, you know, whatever we want to have that discussion. And, and let's see if it's right for you first, because we're going to tell you about the stumbling blocks. We're going to tell you about the things that are going to go wrong. Cause our goal is, our goal is actually to grow your business so that our business grows. Mm-hmm. Anybody can sell you product once. I don't want to sell you product once. I want to sell you product every day. And so I want you to be successful and happy. So I think reaching out and, and having that business conversation first, then you'll know whether or not it fits for you. Because it, it may be something after we talk, you're like, ah, man, I don't think it's for me. I don't know if I want to do that. Sure. You know? Yeah. And and I'd much rather I'd much rather have that conversation with you than, hey, let's do a training. And then after doing the training, go, oh man, I don't think I want to do this. So, so really the start is let's have that business conversation. Excellent. Excellent. I, I love it. I love it, Troy. And Troy's not lying here, guys, when he says he wants, you know, later Crete's, you know, goal is to, to help you grow your business and succeed. I, I think of when I met, uh, Buck Collins at total solutions plus, mm-hmm. uh, in Nashville, just a couple years ago, uh, Buck is a, a dynamic man, a, a businessman and, uh, really took partnering you know, it was one of those, those times when I, I, I you know, you, you see it in action. You're like, so that's the power of a partnership, 
with, with Lady yeah. Crete. Uh, because he took it and he ran with it and he has several aspects of his business. Um, you know, coatings just being one of them. Uh, so, you know, he's doing super cap trucks as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And, and he really, really, when, when you think of somebody who partnered for success, I, I think of Buck, um, Collins and, and uh, it's fantastic to see what he's done with, with your help and a dynamic, you know, uh, combination of forces there for good. So it's, it's incredible. Well, you know, a, a quick story on Buck before we jump off of him, you know, so in 2019, and uh, we've shared this a couple of different times, so I'm not going to, I won't get in trouble. If I get in trouble, Buck, I'm sorry. Um, even though his tile business was growing at the same time as he was starting his coatings business in 2019, either 2018 or 2019, his, his revenues from his coatings business eclipsed his tile business. Mm. And so, you know, and, and he didn't stop doing tile. He just added in coding. So, so think sure. about that. He basically doubled his business plus by adding just a different building block to it, not by doubling his tile size, but just by adding a different building block to it. So, yeah, yep. that's a, that's a great testimony to the power of adding, you know, diversifying like this, adding something to your business because, there's, there's times there's, you know, markets where you can only grow your tile business so big, right? Because of whatever elements, um, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, but if you can <laughs> do, do equal or similar in sales in a business like this, why wouldn't you? So right. I, I love it. That's a great story. Thanks for sharing. Well, Troy, I really want to thank you again for taking, taking the time out of your day to share with us and, and, and you've given us a lot to think about today. So I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Anytime. All right, Tile Friends. Well, that's it for this live episode. I want to thank you all for joining me live and for listening to this podcast. Uh, Out of Memphis. Troy, you got people in Memphis? I do. All right. Yep. Yep. Joey Locker. I'll make sure to, uh, what's the name? Joey, Joey Locker. Joy Locker. All right. All right. We'll hook, we'll hook it up. Yep. All right, Tile Friends. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen, uh, happy Friday, by the way. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, happy Tuesday. Uh, for everybody's sake, Tile Friends, stay positive and stay profitable out there. Talk to you later.